Salam, es mi man Wesley, man es America am, farsi baladam, to be fluent show Gushmidi. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living, and learning languages. Hello, everyone. My name is Kirsten. I am a language teacher, language coach, general language obsessive from fluentlanguage.co.uk. And I'm here to tell you about everything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Hello, Fluent Fam. We're back from the wonderful, wonderful Langfest, back from travels, getting back into your standard routines. Wonderful. And it's just the right time for back to school season. So I don't know about you, but I've just been doing a little review of my month of August in terms of the Clear the List group roundup which you can find on the blog at fluentlanguage.co.uk so you can read about my August and also about the goals I set myself and for you it might be similar you might have just been setting yourself new goals or getting back into your standard routine and thinking about how you want to shake it up and what you want to commit to for the next month so it's a great time to just try things out and think about where do you want to be in 30 days that's Starting off with a strong question. In today's show, we've also got a listener question. So I will be telling you about memorizing abstract vocabulary. Before that, quick announcement from fluentlanguage.co.uk. I wanted to let you know that the Fluent German Retreat is now open again. As you know, I host these retreats twice a year. And here's what roughly they're about. It's just, you can't capture it all in in one in, you know in in one thing, but I do want to tell you about it because it's incredible. So if you are learning the German language and you're feeling stuck on the intermediate plateau, or you're just feeling ready to really speak, but all your life is in English and you find it difficult to get German immersion, you want to dive deep into German culture and just completely raise your speaking levels. Not even killing the game, whole new ball game or game of other materials, whole new German game. That's what you want. And what you're looking for could be a German retreat. German retreats have completely changed how I think about immersion learning. This is how it's done. The German retreat is German learning, immersion, daily tours, trips to super, super cool places, fun activities, coaching, a really nice, luxurious home base, great food, lovely people. And this, this week that you just don't get normally to completely focus on your language progress so that you can jump far ahead in, in German, more than you ever thought was possible. Our next event, and the last one in 2019, is coming up now. And it is this December, once again for the Christmas markets, we're going to Berlin. We're going to the German capital. I'm so excited. I can't wait to welcome you on this trip. I've got a very, very limited amount of spots because these retreats are very tiny. If it sounds like your idea of language joy, language delight, then don't hesitate. Just head over to fluent.show slash retreat. I'm going to put the connection right there so you can go straight to fluent.show slash retreat 
make a note of it right now because we, before we kick off the show and then join me for our Christmas market retreat where you can completely take your German to the next level. If you've attended a retreat before, come along. We're going to have such a wonderful time. I've got such great things planned for you. That is the Fluent German Retreat. It's open once again. If you are interested, there's also a podcast episode about retreats where I spoke to previous attendees. So I'm going to put that in the show notes for you as well. If you really don't know what retreats are about at all, but essentially you're coming on a holiday, I'll be hosting it and we're going to speak German. It's going to be amazing. Fluent.show slash retreat. Now, before we get to this listener question, little little taster as well, the, the listener question this week is in German. Before we get to that, I do want to give a shout out to our show sponsor, which once again is the wonderful italki. Italki is an online platform where you can find tutors for any any language that you might possibly be looking for, their variety is incredible. It is extremely well organized. Every tutor has got a little intro video. Every tutor has got a description. You can see their rates straight away. You can see their schedule straight away. So everything you need to book your first lesson is right there. The lessons are delivered over Skype or FaceTime or Zoom or whatever video chat is works best for you. And you can choose them on your schedule and to have them wherever you find convenient. If you want to learn during a lunch break at the office one day a week, that can be done through italki. If you prefer to learn, I don't know, in the hammock, <laughs> you know, with your feet up, and you want to practice your speaking in your target language, that can also be done on italki. You can find out more about italki and get 10 US dollars of lesson credit for free, just thrown at you. We'll be like, take it, take it. Oh my God, spend it. Take it and spend it. Go over to fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki. And even if you're already an italki user, do click that link. Next time you're going through to italki, doesn't pay me anything, but it just lets them know that you're there out there listening to the Fluent Show. It's worth it. So that's italki. Thank you so much once again for sponsoring the show. All right, let's have we've, we've spoken about the German retreat. We've given a shout out to our wonderful sponsor. Let's talk about the question. This week's question is from Hadassah who I believe wrote to me from Israel, but she wrote in German and what wonderful German. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you this question as it came and then I'll give it a bit of a translation as well if you're not a German speaker. So if you are, here's your immersion, here's your German contact for the day. Liebe Kerstin, ich bin ein großer Fan Ihres Podcasts. Ich möchte Ihnen eine Frage stellen. Ich bin Deutschlernerin und ich kann dieses Problem nicht überwinden. Den Henkel meines Kaffeebechers kann ich mit einem Zettel kennzeichnen. Ich habe aber kein Post-it, um Mühe auswendig zu lernen. Jedes Mal muss ich einige Abstrakter nachschlagen. Wissen Sie Tipps, um, um besser auf diese Wörter zu kommen? So here's what Hadassah is saying. Dear Kirsten, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I want to ask you a few questions. I'm a German learner and I can't seem to get over this problem. I can mark my coffee cup. I can mark my the handle of my coffee cup with a little post-it. No problem. But I don't have a post-it to memorize a word like effort. Every time I've got to look up these abstract concepts, these abstracta. Do you know any tips for remembering the words any better? 
So summarizing this question Hadassah is asking about what do we do when it's about memorizing ideas and not objects? And I've got an answer for you. I've got lots of examples. So let's get cracking. First of all, as so often, let me talk about the concept in general and this idea of forgetting words. Thing is, it's it's fairly undeniable. We forget words now and then. Sometimes things don't quite go into our brain the way that, that we want them to. Some words, in fact, I have found no matter if they describe ideas or objects, just don't seem to go in. They're not as sticky. They, they, they're the ones that you're always going to end up forgetting. You could have a million contacts with them somehow. Oh my God, why? And I have to admit to you, Hadassah, fluent fam, since I've been learning Chinese recently, some words have, have stuck really, really well. But the problem I'm currently finding is anything that is longer than maybe like three syllables in one in one ear out the other is just not going anywhere. So as long as I have to say things like, like, hello, I read books on Tuesday or something like that, I can just about manage that, probably in a completely wrong word order. But as soon as words are longer, like the word for bus, I can currently visualize that it's long, already forgotten what it sounds like. So, you know, maybe it's even language dependent. Unscientific evidence there. But every time you look that word up, Hadassah, every time you look that word up, you actually boost your memorization of it. You will get one more repetition under your belt. And this idea is something that you see often in, in the whole concept of a spaced repetition or a repetition algorithm. So a lot of flashcards are built like this. But naturally, every time you look up a word, even if you're literally nachschlagen it in a, in, a, in a book, if you're really just you know opening a book on that specific page, you will find that, that that's another another enforcement, another point of contact, and you need those points of contact for the words to go in. So this means that sometimes a word isn't necessarily difficult to remember because it's really difficult. Some words are, are more difficult to remember or they just don't seem to go in because they are rare and they're not as common so you don't get into the need with them so much. In the show notes for today's episode, fluent.show slash 151, I have put an image of the forgetting curve and a short description of the f forgetting curve, which is the scientific, I believe the scientific current hypothesis about how humans remember things and forget things. And I like looking at it. Or I, like, I like my students to look at it because it illustrates how natural forgetting actually is. So before I wanted before I went in wanted to go into techniques and methods for memorizing words I just wanted to relativize this to give you this context and say hey we all forget words um but that's no use to you right now. <laughs> it's no use to right now. Let's talk about handy tips for memorizing ideas in particular. And I have four tips in total for you, Hadassah. Number one, the post-it method. I'm going to start here because you mentioned it already. You said I can, you know, I can put a a note on this object and that object, but I don't have one for an abstract concept. And I, like you, Love the post-it method. My house is covered. If I've got something to remember, 
not necessarily a task, but if I want to remember vocab, it's going all over. This is one of the reasons why I really like the 10 minutes a day books. I mention these quite a lot, simply because they come with an awful load of stickers with, with words on. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's nice because post-its peel off, but these stickers seem to last, 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 last. I've currently got one on my lamp. I'm looking around my room. I can see one on the window over there. I know there's one outside the bathroom. I know even what it says. You should. And there are lots more around my house. And I'm going to keep using them and I'm going to keep using the post-its. Yes, the method is not perfect. Eventually, you'll stop seeing the post-its around your house because they've become part of that landscape. But they're still really convenient and available. Nothing's perfect. So I think the post-it method is awesome. I like it. And here is my tip for abstract concepts. If you like this method, why not put up post-its in quirky places that have some kind of mental connection to you to the ideas that you are describing, the added creativity that you are employing when you are doing this actually will help you remember this concept, remember the foreign word. It'll help you loads as you spend more time contemplating the actual word, writing it down, connecting it to something, maybe saying it out loud. It makes it stickier. So the more you interact with the word, the more emotion, image, perhaps something tactile like writing you can attach to a word at the start when it first goes in, the more you can notice it, the easier it will be, the, the, the more sticky it gets. So that forgetting curve, you, you buy yourself a little bit of time at the start, which is really nice. Here are some examples. Say your word is growth right? Growth. The English word growth, German word wachstum. Um, French word it would be a good one, right? Because that's croiss like to growing is croissant. <laughs> and so it could be croissance. And if that's then, I know where I would put that. I would put that near a bread bin. I would put that near where I might keep the croissants in my house. <laughs> but the general word, the concept of growth might fit really well in with a plant pot in your house where something is growing. Or maybe the idea, uh, the idea of growth fits into on the door of a child's bedroom. So if you've got a kid in your house, maybe you can put the word for growth on their door. Maybe you can make it into something really pretty and artful and write it in several languages to get them involved. Or thinking about the German word for growth, Wachstum, it looks a little bit like wax and the English word wax, you know, for a candle wax. So you could put it near a candle, you could put it near a wax jacket. So you see how once you allow yourself to play a little bit with the word that you have and to go, well, what does this mean? And what does it mean to me? The connection to objects in your house can become quite, not obvious, but quite entertaining. And then when you've made that connection, you've put the post-it on, Every time that you see it, your brain will do this whole loop of connecting it over and over again, which again aids memory. So in a way, you have no post-it for your coffee cup. You have a post-it for your coffee cup. But actually, if you put awake or good morning or tired on your coffee cup, it's, it makes it easier to remember that word. Because you'll just have that little three seconds of thinking about it and saying, oh, yes, <laughs> I know, funny. <laughs> you know? 
you amuse yourself, you play with the language. And we often talk about playing with the language. It's a, it's a wonderful way to remember. So I have another example. Let's talk about the word confident. Confident, selbstbewusst. Uh, what makes you feel confident? Do you want to feel more confident? Perhaps when you look in the mirror, then why not whack it on your mirror? Or you could put it inside your favorite, I don't know, shoe, your favorite bra. <laughs> If you've got one, it makes you feel great. Or um, maybe on top of, I, would, I might put it on top of a yoga block. If I want to feel confident and centered and calm in the morning, put it on that yoga block. I will see it. And that's just one way of remembering it. So especially with objects that you don't use every single day, 20, 30 times, this is particularly helpful. Something you use regularly, but not all the time. With this method, the there is a, it's not a downside, but there is just something I want to make you aware of. You're not going to be able to rattle through the big, impressive numbers of words that a flashcard app might throw at you. You might not get to Anki, 70 words a week, Anki, 700 words a week. The, no, but it doesn't matter as much because every word that you study is so much more meaningful and sticky. You will remember a lot more. And then four months down the, down the line, Who's going to be laughing? It'll be Hadassah. It'll be the Fluent Fam because you got it. That is the first post-it method tip. <laughs> Now, the second one is in addition to associating with an object, you can also play around even more with the word and its, um, its linguistic characteristics. So I'm thinking about the sound, the spelling, perhaps etymology, sort of the explanation of where it comes from. You can really get quite nerdy about where does that, what does that word even mean? Where does that word even come from? Looking up the etymology of a word and, and how it's built can uncover even hidden cognates. So cognates are words that you have in your native language or in your source language and they're so similar in the target language that, that really you can see the relation. Sometimes the relation I have found with German and English is not 100% obvious but once you know it you know it and you just do not forget. That is, that is the joy of cognates and I found all this when I made German uncovered my from zero to B2 German course, sorry, B2, <laughs> my from zero to B1 German course, um, which, by the way, you absolutely can take at german2019.com. If your German maybe isn't up for the retreat, go ahead there, check out German Uncovered. It is a very, very comprehensive German course with so much information about cognates. And that was one of my most joyful parts of making it. They're a language learner's absolute gift because they can help you with hundreds of words simply because you already know those words. And once you start seeing the connection, you can see it. Secondly, consider what the word rhymes with in your, in your native language, perhaps. So you could have a word like Mm, papier and you might find that it reminds us it rhymes with something in your in your language in your source language so i don't know your source language um it may be i think you're in israel so it might be hebrew which i'm used to that but you might just you know play around does something rhyme with papier does something rhyme with um composition does something rhyme with you know whatever word that is that you're playing with Or could it just be a syllable? Perhaps find a rhyming object or think about, this is, I love this, think about what the word sounds like. 
I do have an example here, which is the Welsh word cuino, 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 um, cuino, which means to complain. And I got this from Memrise. The Memrise courses used to be just absolutely amazing for, for all of these connections. Now Memrise, sadly not so hot anymore, but this is from Memrise. Cuino obviously sounds like queen right the english word queen and it means complain so memorize some amazing user just supplied this picture of the queen queen elizabeth of britain england just looking really grumpy and now every time i hear kawaino or i want to think about the word for complain i need that word i can i've got this this picture of the queen looking really grumpy and it helps me perfectly it is exactly what i needed so sometimes a picture that just evokes the sound of the word combined with the meaning of the word is golden. You're never going to have to memorize that word again. It's just going to stick once you get that connection. Tip number three for, for memorizing built on what the word sounds like or what the word looks like is you can tell a story, a really, really short story, like a rabbit jumped on the side of the road and Kawaino or something, I don't know. Um, so just a tiny, tiny story and then put that word into the story or the sound of that word again. So again, memorize used to be great. If anybody knows somewhere else where people um, document their little memorizations, I would absolutely love to hear about it. It's uh, hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. Just tell me, tell me, tell me. I would, I, I will be over the moon if there is something that does what memorize used to do because it's amazing. So we've got two tips so far. Let's go move on to number three. Many language learning experts on the internet and off actually advise that you don't study too many words in isolation at all. Now, I'm not necessarily one of them simply because it's a habit I can't get myself out of and it's never felt damaging to me. But especially in a language perhaps where the words change a lot, like in German, I can see the logic of that. It, it makes a lot of sense. So instead of individual words like I eat pancake Saturday, you might just want to put it all into a sentence. You might want to put it all into a chunk of language. So it's called chunking and that could be a short little phrase it should be a short little s sentence you might you might be able to hum it sing it so instead of instead of thinking hungry you might want to memorize i'm so hungry i want to eat or instead of where you might want to learn the whole phrase where is the bathroom and then you say it to yourself again and again with the same kind of melody and especially in a it, and and it'll go in it'll just go in and it is a little bit stickier plus it gives you that kind of context of words being together already so you don't have to worry about word order so much it gives you something that you can grab from memory it's already correct and especially if you get stuck on grammar endings and all that grammar lego then you've you've got kind of a pre-built boink uh, chunk that you can just boink plonk in there there's a lot of um, onomatopoeia there <laughs> so for your question of abstracts this can be helpful Because now you've got a full sentence to write down, something that you can maybe sing to yourself. And again, put it on a post-it and it can go on a post-it all around your house. Final tip, find examples of the concept that you're studying or the, the abstract that you want to memorize in music and in art. Perhaps um, also in advertising. 
especially in music or in visual advertising, and then just sing the whole thing. For example, I did a little search earlier for a Chinese word for happy. So I looked up the Chinese word for happy. Okay, it's kuai le. And then I found the little characters, put them into Spotify. And I found a song. I found a song that is actually quite good. <laughs> sort of found a whole new band, band from Taiwan to listen to. And now I can listen out for the, the, the word kuai le. And I can translate the lyrics and I can sing along. And that has made... You know, it's sort of sent me on a little adventure around the world and I've, I, I will memorize that. I will not forget that. So these are your four methods, just to recap. Number one, the post-it method. Associate the concept with an object. Really think about what it means to you. Number two, play around with the word. Look up the etymology. So look up where the word came from. If you type the word E-T-Y-M-O-L-O-G-Y, etymology, into Google along with the words, it'll usually throw something good up. Consider what the word rhymes with, etc. So just get linguistic. Number three, Memorize chunks of language rather than individual words or try try both and see what see what works for you. Or just keep the mix. Maybe the mix works. And number four, look at look look up the word in art, look up the word in music, and really engage with it and just make it make it part of what you got. So there's loads and loads of ideas. I also would recommend that you check out episode 148 of the Fluent Show about topical vocab. That's one just gone. I've put it in the show notes. My blog article about vocab learning techniques, again in the show notes. And if you want a longer read on this topic and you kind of want to go a bit deeper into the structures and concepts behind my how I talk about vocab learning, then I recommend the book that I wrote. Not a very long book, but obviously longer than a blog article. It's called The Vocab Cookbook. It goes through lots and lots of ways of acquiring, memorizing and reviewing vocab with some added tips on grammar. And you can get that at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash vocab. Or again, <laughs> a more convenient link in the show notes. So there's lots and lots and lots for you there. Hadassah, I hope I answered your question well. And Fluent Farm, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with all of the tips about vocab learning. I would love to hear your feedback. I always really enjoy hearing from you, hearing where you are. And there's just, it makes me so, so excited when I see your pictures or your selfies over on Instagram as well. So my contact various contact details are you can email hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk or kirsten at fluentlanguage.co.uk you can find me kirsten k-e-r-s-t-i-n underscore fluent that's on instagram or simply fluent language on the twitter and on the facebook those are my social media what's it's my social media connections <laughs> i appreciate you so much listening to the fluent show i hope that you are going to check out the German retreat as well. If you don't learn German and you want to come on a retreat with me, don't hesitate to get in touch and demand demand your retreats. I would love to hang out with you. That's it from me for today. As always, I had a wonderful time talking to you. Goodbye.